Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, dogs, cats, robots, and everybody in between, especially you attendees of the AI4 conference in Las Vegas. This is HTA, How to Talk to AI. I am your host, Simpline West. West is in fine. And as always, I am joined by the gregarious, the grateful, the gleeful, the gusty herself, Miss Go to Go. G, how are you this? I am fantastic. And I can tell to everybody right now that you memorized words. This is not I mean, ChatGPT anymore. It's I am learning G words. Yeah. This is true. Instead of me, how I am, how are you? You well, are in a conference we, shaking hands left and right. This is very true. I just met the head of AI at Bayer Pharmaceuticals. We connected and they saw me with the camera equipment. They're like, you a photographer? I'm like, among other things. I could be. <laughs> so I would like to report that. Wow, the humble West Synth mind is maybe known in some circles. As soon as I mentioned the great, the gregarious, the gleeful go to people as my no. co-host, they're like, oh, I've emailed you. kidding oh, me. Oh, I've seen her videos. She's great. How'd you link up with Goda? You, this is a joke, right? No, this is 100% true. You've got, you people know the great Goda go here. I think even some of them, some of them are uh, frequent, frequenters of your email inbox, maybe even. Oh my God. Oh, like I, I knew I should have gone. Oh no. It would have been so amazing to experience this. I'm just speechless. This is. Yeah. So the one high I, I'm still coming down from the, and we've mentioned him on the podcast before, David Manlin, the professor from Harvard CS50, the talk on how they're using a custom coding cheaterbot that they've developed that adapts to every student's needs that doesn't necessarily give them the answers like chat GPT might, but still helps them learn and critical think and reason and work through different types of problems in a way that promotes and enhances learning as opposed to something that kind of gives you the answer and then adds a little bit more and adds a little bit more like chat GPT on its own might. The this. things, those things like highlighting and describing what a line of code means or a tool that helps them organize and debug their code. That's bespoke to each student's learning style. I think it's a, a really not only innovative, but a way that we should be thinking about how to deploy AI in education. And it's really cool to see them. They're the gold standard of a computer science ed. So I got to shake his hand after and had a very nice moment where I just said, Hey, Sir, I'm standing right here at an AI conference, kind of because of you. Because when I started on my graduate degree and I'm in the first Python learn how to code course, it's just, it wasn't coming together. This is during COVID. So I'm like having to learn on Zoom and it's inherently a little harder, but I'm just like, am I going to have to change majors? Like, I, I don't know. And then I just found that CS50 course and it gelled for me and then it made sense. And then I was able to continue on and graduate and learn about complex networks and neural networks and machine learning and all the things that I use with SynthVines. And by virtue of just finding that free course, so I had a company with 15 people and we're doing all kinds of business because I found you for a YouTube course. So that was a kind of special moment. Isn't it amazing to meet your heroes? Especially when they just back it up because... I, everybody in the, in the press room here, I'm like, oh, David Malin speaking. Y'all are going to want to come see this. Yeah. And every single one of them. Oh my gosh. This guy's incredible. Cause he has a little orbit around him that forms anywhere he goes. And it's just 
he's touched so many lives. And even just while waiting to talk to him and, and interface with some other folks, hang on, my gimbal's going crazy. <laughs> we are keeping this in the podcast. I would love to hey, keep that. Look, listen, I, I am a master of AI technologies, not camera technologies. Yeah, cameras and microphones. Yeah, don't even get me started. But anyway, it was just even just like standing in a little circle way to talk to David. Two other people are like, I was, I was in finance and then found this course and now I'm a data scientist or I dropped out of high school. I dropped out of college and because of finding this course, it started me down a path where now I'm a professional developer. So just to even be around these type of people was, was such a treat already. You're making me jealous. And especially that I got invited, right? So yeah. it, but of course, there is a, pa a part that this journey is long. There's going to be conferences and going from Europe just for one conference was a bit like, but maybe I should have done it, but. There's, you could have gotten a nice seafood buffet out of the deal. They have some of those here. For vegetarian. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they have that. What does the lineup do? have any interviews settled yeah so here in just a little while we're going to be interviewing the ceo and the cto of a new health startup called vital health which just launched the vital health ceo is the former ceo of mint.com ceo and founder that they sold mint probably about probably almost like six or seven years ago now to into it for $700 million or something like that. Pretty successful exit, but they just launched their new product today, Vital Health, that will essentially take a doctor-patient interaction. You can load your notes that the doctor wrote for you, your post-visit notes, and it'll actually translate it into something that the regular non-medically trained professional can read and understand. Or you let it listen to the doctor talk if you're an inpatient at the hospital and it We'll translate that for you. I can't think of how many times that I've ever been under the care of a physician or, or if I've had a surgery and you're already like a little out of it, it's overwhelming, you're in pain, and they're just telling you what's happening. My, my wife might be scrawling down some notes or something, but that's a, a completely human interaction that everybody has probably had where they feel overwhelmed and underinformed about their health because it's the doctor's job to, depending on their specialty and some might not have the best bedside manner explain that stuff and we know that from studies which are coming out that when people rate the empathy their feeling being informed they rate actually AI tools above doctors so that's yep. definitely a market there now yeah this is exciting yeah a lot of cool stuff i'll have to look up his name uh, really quick but we walked into one of the main keynote seminars by the CEO and the CTO of this tool called Chatable, chat with an AI in the middle of it, Able. It's a business enterprise tool that this uses chatbot to train your data. But the thing I found the most provocative about it, because it's built for enterprise tools, built for model training, the analogy that the CEO gave us said, hey, if you're following a typical three-month software development life cycle, let's think about what didn't even exist three months ago in the world of generative AI. We didn't have Llama 2. We didn't have Claude. We didn't have Llama 2. Didn't have the newest release of Stable Diffusion. Like all of these things weren't around. So if it's get already getting faster, 
the time to even just deploy a product needs to get rapidly slower. So his entire business proposition when they go into an enterprise customer is they will have their model trained and their product deployed in 24 hours. And he's in and his, 24 and his, hours. 24 hours. And the analogy that he gave too was, hey, it's, it should really be about a one hour, one hour deal in terms of how easy it should be to like deploy the model, get things set up, get things rolling and, uh, and then start iterating and evaluating it from there. It was interesting to hear like how they also look at these types of developments where they want to get something in the hands of their customer. So they fail together with it, try to break it, try to see where the flaws are. Their tool specifically highlights within a generative AI model's outputs, the parts that are verifiable and true based on whatever data mm. sets it's linked to. So from a compliance perspective, it's a tremendously valuable product, but it was just really insightful to hear that, hey, if you're still applying the old ways on how to develop stuff, how long it takes, like you're just going to get left behind or not be able to be nimble enough because it changes so fast. And it's even for us at SymphMinds, right? How fast can we spin projects? We need yeah. to also look into that, but yeah, I see their website. It says generative AI with guardrails for enterprise analytics. Yep. And this is a thing that very relevant for a lot of businesses. I think one of the, awesome. one of, one of the examples they gave was just like from a marketing perspective, that'd be like, how can we get better market share for Gen Z? And then as opposed to it, just doing some really top level generic responses, it deploys a really analytical with stats, with data based on research that, or other data that they put into it. So it synthesized it, the language model kind of synthesized it together live for them to get some insights that potentially are actionable. Any parties, any events that you are crashing? <laughs> any um, team members that you are meeting? Yes, I have some of the SynthMinds crew here. They've been. Can we see uh, t-shirt? Can we see branding? Oh, yeah. well, we got some branding. <laughs> Look at that. We're semi-official. Nice. But uh, no, it's just been it's been great to link up with honestly a lot of peers and colleagues. There's a ton of excitement here. Really cool network opportunities. I think I think we've been invited on six podcasts already. So we're just going to need to figure that out. <laughs> but all great problems to have, and it's it's been a treat. There's going to be some more. Really interesting stuff. I think the thing we're looking forward to the most is the chief legal counsel from OpenAI is doing the keynote tomorrow morning. So given the landscape of the AI market, well, you know, I'm, uh, are they going to tell us? All right, y'all are going to be sued. Here's what you do. Or how they're navigating these really unknown times. Okay, so we definitely need to catch up tomorrow as well because I want sure. live updates and I think sure, also sure. listeners would love that. Any launches? A a anything launching that you yeah. would know? So the or you can't tell. <laughs> yes, it's not that secret. But uh, no, the folks that we're interviewing later that I mentioned from the Vital Health, they launched their tool today mm. with a address in one of the breakout rooms. So that's really exciting. We're going to be excited to talk to them here a little bit later. I'm sure if I went down the list to everyone's debuting new products and I should have some footage to include with some on the fly interviews from the floor and the, the exhibits, which we haven't gotten a chance to do yet, but because there's just been so many great speakers. I'm really jealous. I just sure. like, I never been to US, but it also is so awesome that how to talk to AI podcast was invited as well. So this yeah. is like, 
really nice to be also recognized and make all around with people. And I'm just like, I keep thinking about what you said before. So next yeah. conference, I'm definitely going. <laughs> oh, no, you might need your own like special entourage room with just some of the people that, especially in the little okay. press group here, they're like, Goda, how did you link up with Goda? Don't! I'm not good with this type of stuff, but I'm like humbled down. No, like, <laughs> I chill with everyone. Yeah, well, they're just safe. Well, if it's in a year, we will see. If it's some of the things that we are working on, once we start sharing everything and yeah. also on my channel, I think things, yeah, that could happen. Oh, I, there is another kind of wild launch that happened and uh, that, that kind of affects our, our course that we're debuting here later this month, the Co-Rise course. Co-Rise is now, I think it's up, not uplink. I keep saying uplink. I have it in front of me. Yeah, put it up in front. Limit. Up limit. So the Co-Rise at Tech Platform has rebranded as Up Limit. They took the logo and turned it on its side. And it's, they have some exciting, exciting reasons for it. And that was a, a definitely a surprise, but they've been great partners and we're still looking forward to a terrific course here in a couple of weeks on Up Limit now. Check the link to that as always in the show notes in the in the newsletter and if you use the code AI for all, that's ten percent off, folks. You're welcome. It's funny because yesterday I was recording a podcast with our genius prompt engineer Joseph. Yes. And it was like, uh, Corais, Corais, I recorded yesterday two more videos. And yep. now I have to put disclaimers everywhere. This this is like crazy right. when people but people dealt with rebranding meta. Oh yeah. So I mean, anything else. And Twitter, I think it's like maybe a trendy thing. X. Just let's change our name completely. No, who knows? I, I happen to like how to talk to AI, but maybe there's no, something there. Don't, we don't touch it yet. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> Fine, right where it is. You didn't bump in, into Elon Musk? No, Elon is not here, but lots of really interesting, really excited people like i said there's going to be some other podcasts i will probably go talk to and we'll be invited on and just uh joe rogan <laughs> i haven't seen joe rogan to talk about the ai is he in the ai i think he just gets lex freeman no. on there to tell him about ai he's very intelligent like he knows quite a little bit like when you talk with people all day long yeah you catch he did have something on his podcast this week where he showed a video of how china's using ai in the classrooms uh, which is just almost just like eerie they, he showed this video of the students, probably grade school students. They have to wear this like halo style headband, right? That through machine learning, yeah. it's mapped brainwaves of people that are attentive or inattentive or not paying attention. So the headbands have a light on them Sorry. that are green, yellow, and red. And if the light is green, the teacher in the front knows they're paying attention. If it's yellow, that's they're losing that student. And then if it's red... They're not paying attention at all. And like the, this can get tracked not only by the teacher, but the parents get updates that their kid isn't paying attention oh in class. God. I'm just like, oh my God. We are going to get to the point that it will be tracked what you're thinking and how you're thinking. This needs to be in between partners too, not just kids. Yeah. This is amazing idea. You just walk with the headsets and then the moment your partner, when you're having an argument is drifting off, you all like get alerted. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, I don't think... It's like would save so many relationships, right? I don't think my wife needs me to wear a headband to know when I'm not paying attention or listening. <laughs> I, I hope our partners are not listening. They're not listening. Some, they're like, she, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, they hear it plenty from us. 
I bet you heard about LK-99. A little bit. It's about semiconductors, flying cars in the background of you. Mm. I'm just curious, is this any stuff about hardware that is resonating around? Or is basically everything software? Because LK-99 is a bit taken by the storm. It's a bit controversial. Is it really a thing? Because we need peer review. But for listeners who don't know, LK-99 is a basically material, new material which could enable room temperature semiconductors, which would save enormous amounts of both electricity but also heat, which also were magnetic, which would allow us to just place cars on the roads and which could be hovering. And quantum computing. like all things, it may be too good to be true. So mm-hmm. it's a little controversial right now because they weren't able to replicate some of the research, which is pretty common in a peer review process. I've been through that. It can be rigorous when someone comes in at the last minute, you worked hard on this paper and they pick apart your entire thesis and be like, well, I guess we got to try again. But I think in today's day and age, you have, a, you have people are getting funded entirely on on ideas, on possibilities. It was actually pretty funny. <laughs> so they had Josh Browder, he gave a talk. He's the CEO of Do Not Pay. So for those that don't know this, he started this company about seven years ago because he's from the UK and he moved to the US for his studies. And his first year there, he probably got like 20 or 30 different parking tickets. He just was, I was such a bad driver. I got all these tickets. So he realized that there was some like boilerplate type templates that he could use to fight these tickets and get out of them. But that became a entire consumer advocacy company where people can take their cable bill or their gym membership or their parking ticket, feed it into the, their tool and it fights it for them. It'll log onto their Comcast account and mm-hmm. chat with the chatbot for Comcast. And he said that GPT 3.5, when Comcast would say, okay, here's a hundred dollars off your bill. It would say, okay, thank you. But they like GPT-4 because GPT-4 will be like, I want $200 off the bill, not $100. It's a little pushier. Yeah, GPT-4, I keep running out my credits. And then I was like, okay, for a video, we'll use GPT, chat GPT. And I'm like, I can't go back. (laughs) It's just completely, how did we, we, and this is just, remember when we were so excited about free chat GPT. And now I'm like, it's unusable. You've gotten a taste of the good life, so to speak. He also told the, the story. I don't know if I told it on a, this podcast, but one of his favorite things, and this is a great example too of AI and FinTech and a bunch of different kind of technologies converging in such a cool way to help consumers here in the States. I'm sure everyone, everyone's probably gotten a robocall from some, someone somewhere has your cell phone number. Hi. Yeah. And they, and you're. I'm trapped. I need your Something credit like card. Yeah, or your warranty on your car or your mortgage or this, that, and the other thing. They have a fintech feature that creates a one-time use credit card number that will be declined. doesn't have any funds attached to it. It's a fake credit card. But when it declines, it gets the name and address of the people that are placing the robocall from like a financial perspective. And then here mm. in the States, you're allowed to sue robocallers. So they have the template letters, the form letters and stuff like that. There's a guy that his full-time job in New Jersey is he sues robocallers that 
call him because then he just he goes through the whole thing their whole song and dance gives them a fake credit card number gets their info and then sues them because they don't want to they don't want their scam to be blown up when they take it to court so they just settle oftentimes and it's just like whoa talk about a, a wild convergence of a bunch of these different technologies for good for good or bad yeah but we cover only good for now. You are going to interview people right away. So I think on my side, I'm going to spin off this podcast. Is this place as good as any to end right I now? Mean, just This place is as good as any for now. Stay tuned, folks, for live updates. Follow us on LinkedIn for some, some commentary, some posts, some footage recaps. We'll be posting a few more little update videos throughout the course of the day today and tomorrow. So yeah, hope to see you there as always. Happy prompting, everybody. Happy prompting, everybody.